Mad Mob, Episode 5. We are starting our wide receiver rankings for you all, ranking our WR1s. Uno, listen. Uno's. I, we're here for you. I've been sick all week. Listen to this voice. I don't have this, this sweet of a baritone unless it's coming off a week of sickness. But I got the research in for you. Listen, me and me and Beggs over there. Uh, we've been we we've been building a fence at my house. I'm wore out. I ain't meant for that okay. manual labor. I think I, I sat in this chair to do this, and the exhale that came out of my mouth almost blew my monitor down. And and I sat down. I flipped my light on, and th- this light right above me, the bulb was out. So I was like, all good. I'll turn that one on. Sat down. Camera quality sucked because I need this light. I walked to the garage. Got the ladder, came in here, changed all my light bulbs, which took way more effort than I thought, and I did that all for you all. Wore out, Beggs. How are you doing? Man, honestly, if I if I quit talking, I will fall asleep. So, <laughs> Gone. How are you doing, brother? Break. I'm good, man. We're at the weekend. We're getting these uh, wide receiver rankings in, so I'm ready. Yeah, man, Goni slept till 4:30 p.m. today. Of course, he's rested. Good. No. Night shift yeah. scab, man. We we sleep during the day. Hey, got, can I can I bring something up really quick? Yeah, man. <laughs> How epic is this Tommy Fam suspension? For those of you that don't know who Tommy Fam is, he is a outfielder for the Cincinnati Reds Ooh. who just got suspended three games and fined for slapping Jock Peterson, an outfielder for the San Francisco Giants. Before their game earlier this week, did y'all hear about that? I heard about it, but I didn't read the article. I, I saw that it was uh, about their fantasy football. League. It was about fantasy football. <laughs> Tell me that's not comedy. It was. It was an issue apparently, and I, I just very vaguely, there was an issue where uh, Tommy Fam had moved somebody to the IR that wasn't hurt to pick up a free agent or something like that. Jock Peterson called him out. Tommy Pham got mad because he said, Jock did it last week. So, you know, disrespectful things were said, quote. And he said, don't play with my money. But how much do you think an MLB player pays for their fantasy buy-in? Or I'm going to say a grand. I was going to say probably probably at least – I mean, they're ballers, dude. I'm, I'm figuring at least ten grand, yeah, right? Something like that. Qu- I wouldn't this, say 100 And this man is okay. He, he had to know he was going to go slap a man, go slap another player. He had to know a fine and suspension was coming, and he was okay with it. So oh, no telling how much money that man lost over that, over that fantasy argument. Who, who snitched? Who st- it was caught on camera by a reporter. There's yes. a there's a video of it. The dudes. So it happened on the third base bullpen ish side, and the video came all the way down from the first base bullpen ish side. Oh, it was it was after a game. No, it was before a game. Tommy Fan made a point. He went worse. out there and he said, and apparently Jock was like, yeah, he came over there and said, remember last year, and then slapped him, boy. That man held resentment all year over this stuff. This is the yeah. kind. This is the kind of heat we want y'all bringing to your fantasy leagues. Man. Put hands on commissioners if they ain't doing things right. (laughs) I got so many questions, bro. Like, have you seen Jock Peterson lately? He eats a whole lot of oatmeal cream pies. Dude, I'm thrilled that you brought that up. I swear I didn't get him to because I looked it up. Jock Peterson is 6'1", 220. Tommy Pham is 6'1", 223. 
No, bro. Have you seen playing. Jock's? Have you seen his cheeks? Which ones? The ones on his face or the one down there? He's got he's got jowls, bro. Looks like a bulldog. Hey, they were in the same weight class. Tommy Pham wasn't picking on a picking on a lightweight. All right, I I just had to I just had to get Charles' opinion on that. That was that was the incredible news I got today. Man, dude. All right, consensus rankings are wide receiver ones. I don't think that I didn't think that we were gonna already have a different opinion. On the first one, I thought it was going to be like Cooper Cup, boom, let's move on. Uh, Begoni and I have him at one, and Begley has him at two. I, I mean, Goni, why? I don't, I didn't think it needed explaining. Why is he at one for you, man? Uh, Mad Mob, if you picked Cooper Cup last year, you picked the best player in fantasy football, period. You outscored Josh Allen, the quarterback one. He outscored Jonathan Taylor, the running back one. He outscored Devontae Adams, the wide receiver two, by 95 points. He was on his way to breaking Calvin Johnson's receiving record. He just missed it by 18 yards. The man got a whole lot of targets. He had 191 on the year. Uh, he, he finished with 16 touchdowns, averaged 26 points a game. He was just phenomenal all the way around, and um, he was just amazing, really. Yeah, shout out Matt Stafford for that, by the way. Man, so is, is Cooper Cup the best Caucasian receiver ever? Mm. He might have put up the best season ever. Who do you, who do you oh, have above? Ju- we have a Julian Edelman homer. I mean, Wes Welker. If you can't go Julian Edelman, yeah, Wes Welker. If if we're talking about that being Patriots, okay, okay. Hmm. So so if if Cooper Cup does say forty percent of what he did last year, is he now the best Caucasian receiver ever? Uh, probably not yet. I'd like to see it for a few years. Wow, you're asking well, a whole Will lot. Wes Welker's holding that pedestal up there, huh? <laughs> wow, Wes, Wesley uh, Welker, huh? He he hey, had hey. multiple years of sustained success. Oh, Let's play a game, Matt Mob. Pick out the Patriots, Homer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I, dude, hey, it's Sean McVay's offense. Still, he's a clear number one. The man was number one in pretty much every important wide receiver statistic last year, and a thirty percent target share. That's not to be sniffed at. I, the only thing I, – I can definitely see a regression from last year. I don't think he's going to almost break Megatron's record next year. But a clear regression for me still leaves him at the WR1. And let's, yeah. We'll just go to the – we'll go to WR2, and this will allow Begley to explain himself better because we swapped the one – he swapped the one and two where me and Goni have Justin Jefferson – as the wide receiver two, Begley has him as the one. So why Justin Jefferson over Cooper Cup for you? And so I you know, I, I had a hard time trying to find some stats showing how, how players typically perform after, you know, a, a, a single elite year. Um I actually did find a stat on league MVPs. Um now obviously that's quarterbacks and running backs only, but uh, league MVPs generally have a loss in production around 35% on average the year following their MVP season. So I just apply that same logic to Cooper Cup. He graded out just a hair below Justin Jefferson, man. So don't beat me up too bad. They're, they're 1A and 1B. Okay, um, there right. is going to be regression, but it just it's hard to gauge how much. Um, for J. Jeff, man, um, 
look, I mean, from year one to year two, his targets are up 30%, receptions are up 22, and receiving yards were up 15. You know, it's a first-round draft pick. Uh, typically, year three is when they explode. Obviously, he's already exploded, but mm-hmm. I, I think the sky's the limit for this guy, man. I love yeah. the new coaching staff. Kevin O'Connell and Wes Phillips come from L.A. You know, you're looking at a high-powered offense out there. I think they get a little more creativity than Mike Zimmer had. Um, they, they, Cousins is signed to 2023. There's continuity. I just the sky's the limit for this kid, man. Super talented. I agree, Goni. Yeah, I mean, Beggs pretty much just hit everything. He he averaged just under 20 points a game. He had double digit points every game last year, except for one, seven of which went for 20 or more. 10 targets a game. Cousins loves to throw to him no matter where he is on the fields. He finished with the most air yards in the league. And he's an elite wide receiver. I don't see him losing his target share with K.J. Osborne and an aging Adam Thielen hanging around. Few receivers get into the 165-plus target range. And because of that and the production he's given, I can't really put him any lower. That, that's that's exactly the words I used. Is He's like he's already, already the number one, but like he, he's still got the increase – and productivity due to the aging Adam Thielen. He's not – it's not the Adam Thielen, Thielen of old. That's, you know, that's more of a, a name now than anything. Uh, something that I like about the kid is uh, yeah, I get that he's played two seasons, but the man ain't missed a game. And the best yeah. the best yeah. fantasy player is an available fantasy player. And, I mean, right. it, it, it's, it's, it's two seasons – but this is the NFL, man. Not a lot of people play full season. At least there's you can find more people that miss one or two games and people that actually play them all. So that's that was definitely a big uh, plus for me when looking through Justin Jefferson's stats, which you know I could have looked through it for days. Number four in reception, second in yards, all that stuff like you've already mentioned. But just being available is a huge thing for me. Um, number three, Goni, our boy. Helped oh boy. Us, boosted us, boosted us in the playoffs last year for that championship. Helped us smack Team Begley right in the mouth. Mm-hmm. Man. Jamar Man, hey, some people have all the luck. Chase. I had him at four. Lo siento. I love you, Jamar. You all had him at three. Goni, why do you have him at three? First off, I shout out to Jamar Chase one time. Mm-hmm. Hand delivered one time us for the, the championship. One Just once, man. Delivered a championship to Wayne and I in our dynasty. We went out and traded for Jamar at the beginning of last season when he was getting dogged and disrespected by the mm. media and the mm. fantasy community because the reports of him having trouble creating separation and people making a big deal of him saying that the NFL ball was different from the college ball. He, you know, he just came out and delivered the second best rookie wide receiver season of all time, finishing behind Randy Moss by how much? Point one points. Point one points. We gave up Cole Beasley and James Robinson to get Jamar Chase, and he carried us. Man, we're bottom good. Line, yeah, dude, bottom line, if you believe oh, in your guy, don't listen to what other people yeah. have to say about him. Go yeah. get him. This man is now almost untouchable in Dynasty, and it'll take a King's Ransom to get him. King's you, you Ransom. Picked on, you picked King's on the Ransom. taco, and we're going we're gonna to take credit for that? Hey, man, uh, Cole Beasley was coming off a career year. He finished as the wide receiver that, 27, and he, James Robinson took the fantasy world by surprise and finished as the RB7. The guy believed in him. We we sent him away, and, and we believed in Jamar Chase, bro. That's it's Cole easy Beasley to say now. To you all. It's yeah. easy to say now because we saw what he did, but at the time, you know, you have to believe in the guy to go and get him. On yeah. to the stats, though. On to the stats. 
The man finished with 81 receptions on 128 targets for 1,455 yards, fourth best in the league, 13 touchdowns. He broke Justin Jefferson's rookie record. Mm, the man's got game-breaking. What's that? Lasted one year. Oh, yes, yes. He has game-breaking talent and the ability to put up 200-yard games. He did it twice last year, once being the uh, fantasy Super Bowl with the 266-3. and three. Mm. Averaged uh, 18 points a game. 12 of which went for 13, six of which went for 20, had an equal target share with T. Higgins at 23%. So, I mean, that's either going to – I think he's going to go up, really. I think he's going to get yeah. to the about 25% range. Um, the man – I mean, he's just great. The guy's phenomenal. Joe Burrow is going to favor him over Higgins this year. Target share goes up. Offensive line is going to be better. And uh, that's why he's the wide receiver, too. Yeah, man, you know, he's he's a unique guy because, you know, takes a lot of downfield shots, right? I mean, he's he's a downfield player. Um, I think last year he ranked number three in the league in deep targets. But he doesn't get a lot of separation. I mean, this guy uses as his athleticism to catch the ball over defenders, man. And Joe Burrow gives him every chance to, to do that. Uh, I, I think this guy's just a stud. Wayne? Uh uh, first off, do we need to take a time out for you to blow your nose, man? Are you all right? <laughs> hey, man, it's allergy season, and I've been out all day slaving uh, on your fence, bro. Yeah, oh, I appreciate you for that. Go ahead and just sniff as much yeah, as you want. I have to say, I mean, and, you, some of this mucus running in my mouth is is because of you, so. Mm, dang. Snacks. Well, don't don't take it out on the mad mob, man. Uh, yeah, Jamar Chase, did, like you all said, I mean, you mentioned the target share. Hey, I love going last in these arguments because you all can say the numbers and I can just try and throw out a little tidbit, a little skewed bit of information that we can just sprinkle on top of our argument and move on. And he, here's a little cherry on top I got for Jamar Chase. He had 12 red zone targets last year, which is not a outstanding number at all. But of those 12 red zone targets, 100% of those targets were in the end zone. So that wow. means when the Bengals are throwing it in the pay dirt, they're looking at Jamar. And that's a, a tutties are what take a, a, a okay game to a great game in fantasy. And if they're constantly looking at Jamar when they're in the end zone, you're, you've got more great games coming your way. Because uh, like they said, that Cincinnati offense is going to be phenomenal next year. Joe Burrow's going to sling it. He's going to have more time. Uh, mm. And just just look for Jamar Chase. I honestly think looking at our top five, I think anybody that we mentioned in our top five has a clear route to be in the WR1 this, next year. Yeah, man, uh, absolutely. I mean, uh, okay. Plus, T. Higgins is hurt right now, right? I mean, they're talking about him might missing uh, at least – the preseason if not game weeks one two right last i heard maybe we have a long yeah. long way till the beginning of the season so we're not really sure yeah. on that it could happen that you know that only boosts his production a little bit more yeah. his target share yeah and we don't know if he heals like cam Akers or aka the wolverine of the nfl uh so just yeah i mean i don't i don't want to bank on injuries too much i just think that sure. he will command such a heavy target share next year. Yeah. And that's that's just due to their offense. I mean, Joe, you got to respect Joe Mixon. 
you got to respect T. Higgins. You got to respect Tyler Boyd. I mean, not as much Tyler Boyd, but he, Tyler Boyd's still a good. He's a great WR three. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's not like a. It's not like Jamar Chase is going to be absolutely loaded up with defenders. I mean, you got to respect everybody on that offense, and yeah. I think that helps him a bunch. So number four, consistent consensus number four, um, is Devontae Adams. I have him highest at three. Goni has him lowest at five. And Begley hit it right in the middle at four. Uh, Goni, why you got him at five, man? Uh, he's, on, he's on a new team, dude. He's got Derek Carr. He's going from Hall of Famer Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> I've referred to him about 100 times on the one of the previous podcasts. Discount double check. He'll now be going to the best Carr brother to ever play in the NFL. Derek, <laughs> can you feel the excitement? I know Begs can. Carr for MVP. <laughs> <laughs> There's not really a whole lot you can say about him. You know what he brings to the table. He's been one of the best wide receivers in the league for years. Give this man 150 targets, and he's going to be top five. Yeah, I mean, uh, I it's for me, it's so difficult to talk to somebody that's to talk about somebody that's switching teams. Like I, I've loved this off season. It's had a lot of shakeups, but it makes ranking receivers more difficult because you just don't know how it's going to play out for him. So, I mean, he was obviously top five in receptions, yards, and touchdowns last year. But you don't you don't know how it's going to go because Hunter Renfro is great, right? Yeah. Darren Waller's yeah. great. Got a lot of Josh Jacobs is solid. Like, he's got more competition than he had, but he's got a, a, and a worse quarterback, but it's Devontae Adams. You know what I'm saying? Like, you don't go out and get – some of the best hands in the NFL to not absolutely use the crap out of them. The only stat I can go off is if you're looking at his true catch rating, uh, which is a stat I looked up, true catch rating divides your total uh, receptions by your total catchable balls. And he was in the upper echelon of the league with 91.1%. So his hands are still he, – he, the man's got hands. And Derek Carr is one of the – what did he – I wish I would have looked this stat up because now that I'm talking about it, I thought about it. But he ranked very high in downfield passing last year. Derek Carr did. I, I know he was two overall in uh, accuracy rating, um, which was kind of kind of caught me off guard. Yeah, uh, so so he's not going – he's going from Hall of Famer Aaron Rodgers discount double check. Rodgers to Derek Carr. I get it. It's It's a downgrade. But it's not like he's going to Carson Wentz. I mean, he's going to Derek Carr, who's solid and who's absolutely going to feed him the ball. So that's why I have him at three. Uh, he ain't dropping nothing. No, man. Uh, you know, uh, <clears throat> with, with with the Raiders, this actually surprised me. They they threw the ball seventh most times in the NFL last year as a team. Uh, you know, I don't, I don't know why I had this impression that they were kind of a run first, play action type of team, but they really weren't. Um, you know, they got Josh McDaniels this year from the Patriots in his last head coaching stint with Denver. They threw the ball 620 times, which would have been good for sixth in the NFL this year. So I expect the Raiders to air the ball out. You got Derek Carr, accurate quarterback. I think Devontae is just what they need this year. I'm, uh, yeah. You got Devontae also. As, as long as Devontae's healthy and he plays in at least 14 games, he's a lock for double-digit touchdowns. He's wow. he's only missed double-digit touchdowns in his rookie season. So uh, I look for him to be a good return on your investment. Do you, think, do you think Hall of Famer Aaron Rodgers had anything to do with those? I won't make him answer that. We'll move on. Hey, well, I, I, actually got, I actually got a question. 
Is Devonta Adams a Hall of Famer, boys? Yeah. Yeah. Hundred percent. Yeah. Hundred percent. Absolutely. Wow. So so it's it's a no doubter for you. Yeah. Yeah. He's he's phenomenal. He's, he's been phenomenal for years and years. Wow. Okay. That deserve a Owen Wilson right there. Do you, do you think that he's not? I I, 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 I thought I was just going to get I an okay. No, no. Wow. I think he's a I think he's a cusp guy. Uh, I don't know that he's a lock, but maybe I've got too high of a standard for my Hall of Famers. I mean, he's had, what, three elite years out of, what, seven or eight? I mean, I need I mean, he's got a one. He's got a, a number one, number two, number three finish, a 14, a 10. So, I mean, he's he's put up a lot of good years, and his touchdowns look like 11, 18, 5, 13, 10, 12. Okay. Like I said, any time he plays over 14 games in a season, the man is a lock for double-digit touchdowns. So you're telling me if he retires today, you're putting the gold jacket on that man? First ballot. Not first ballot, no. But he'll get Probably there. Probably not first ballot. He'll get you there. You think he'll get there? Okay. He's still right. got years to play, but he's certainly on his way. Uh, okay. We're, all right. But we digress. Number five. Sorry. No, I love digressing. Let's go down these rabbit holes. Number five, Stefan Diggs. I have him at five. Begley has him at five. Goni has him at four. So yep. Goni swap, Devontae and Stefan. Yep. Um, so Goni, why are you higher on Stefan Diggs than Devontae Adams? Just the overall better offense, better quarterback, uh, elite quarterback. He had 103 receptions on 163 targets last year for 1,225 yards, seventh in the league, 10 touchdowns. You might have been a little underwhelmed by Diggs if you had him last year coming off his 2020 season. He's pretty solid all year, giving you double-digit points every week except for two, but he really only had one explosion game that could have won you a week, that being week 10 uh, against the Jets. He had 30. The targets were there. I mean, he had 163 of them, and he (laughs) seemed to be a little out of sync with Josh Allen. He only brought in 63% of those targets, which was good for 55th in the league. He had the second-most air yards, second-most unrealized air yards. That means the opportunities were there and that there's definitely room for improvement. He had the second-most red zone targets in the league. Allen loves to look for him, and I don't expect it to change. Last but not least, he had the second most total route wins, which is just the amount of times he beat the man covering him. He had the second most in the league. He's an elite wide receiver, plays in an elite offense, and that's why I have him at four. Yeah, I mean, uh, I have him at five. It's not like we're very different. Right. The emergence of Dawson Knox. You know, whatever you think of Gabe Davis, you think he's Jerry Rice. I think he's kind of somewhere <laughs> just a little bit less. Man, I think it. I think it knocks into his total volume a little bit. Uh, you know, his volume, his targets were similar the last two years, but I think they have a little few more weapons now. What do you think, Wayne? A few more weapons, maybe outside of the wide receiver room. Yeah, I mean, I agree. I mean, Devin Singletary came on late last year. You know, they they drafted uh, Cook out of Georgia. When you saw what Dawson Knox did. Yeah, I just – I think there's less competition in the wide receiver room sure, than there I agree. was last year. 
Uh, I mean, he was top ten in receptions and yards last year. So there's now that there's a little less, it's like him and Gabe Davis running down the field. So I don't see any reason why he can't be up there again. Uh, and like like Goni said, I mean, he was second in the league in red zone targets with 34. The only guy that did better than him was Cooper Cup, who did pretty much better than everybody else in every statistical category last year. Uh, the man had 26.4% target share last year. For me, with a less crowded wide receiver room, that's going to go up, which is already insane because 26.4% target share is great. He's got a great quarterback, high-powered offense, and a division that's going to probably demand a lot of shootouts. So uh, that's why – and, and me, and you, me and you are in agreement. We both have him at the five. Yeah. Uh, I just – we're all pretty close on this one, so we're not necessarily arguing with each other. I just that, that's my point. It's a high-powered offense. Yeah, less less competition already gets a high target share. Uh, yeah, I think I think he's. If you got him at your WR one, you are check check check. You're happy. Yeah, I, we're. Yeah. I only have him over Devontae Adams um, just because of the comfort of. Those targets coming from Josh Allen as opposed to Derek Carr. That's literally it. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's fair. Hall of Famer Aaron Rodgers. All right. This next one kind of surprised me. I, di- I didn't really expect him to have him this high. Um, but then I got your all's rankings in. And, again, Mad Mob, I don't know where Goni or Begley are ranking their guys until, like, an hour before the podcast so we can get the – um, consensus. We don't want to be swayed by any um, professional rankings, website rankings, or each other's. So this is what really surprised me. But we all have C.D. Lamb very close and pretty high. Uh, we have him as the consensus six. I have him at seven. Uh, Goni and Beggs have him at six. Uh, I mean, let's just state the obvious here. C.D. Lamb is now the number one in Dallas. Amari Cooper off to greener pastures, about the same pastures. Maybe Come br- on. Uh, hang on, hang on. I'm getting there. Pastures might be a little brown. Huh? Mm. Stop. Uh, uh. No, no, okay. Uh, listen, Amari Cooper and Cedric Wilson are gone. That's 165 targets between the two of them that are now uh, literally and figuratively up for grabs. 165 targets. That's a lot of targets to now divvy up between C.D. Lamb and a not-so-talented Michael Gallup that just got paid. So I I just I see him up there. He had a 20% target share last year, and that was with Amari Cooper and Cedric Wilson and Michael Gallup. Uh, That's that's 20% target share is pretty solid. That's definitely going to increase. I don't see any way any feasible way that he's not a top 10 fantasy wide receiver for you this year. Uh, do you all, do you Goni? No, no. CD was an overall disappointment though. Last year for where you drafted him, yeah. we were kind of expecting a breakout season and it just didn't happen. He finished as the wide receiver 19. He got you, you know, 1100 yards, six touchdowns averaged about 15 points a game. Uh, so when it really comes down to it though, you got to look at at his volume. 
In the games that he saw seven or more targets, which was nine of them, he averaged 19 points a game. In games that he saw less than seven targets, he averaged 8.7 a game. I think that 20% target share, like you said, absolutely goes up, probably falling somewhere in the 140 to 150 target range this year. I still think the Cowboys have one of the top offenses in the league. They're still going to throw the ball a lot. And they have the weakest uh, strength of schedule in the league. So CD gets his increased volume, and I think we see the breakout this year. Homer? Well, you know, if you, if you look at the numbers, CD Lamb technically increased, right? I mean, he, he got better from his rookie season to his sophomore year. He didn't take the league uh, leap. You know, he, he dropped a lot of passes. I think he ranked sixth in the NFL and dropped passes. Uh, you know, he's a real yards after the catch guy. Uh, but Dallas just couldn't find ways to get him the ball in space enough uh, to really make him effective. There was a knock on Dallas kind of in the offseason. We didn't run the ball enough. And I mentioned it before. I think Dallas runs the ball a little more this year. We rely on our run defense. But make no mistake about it, he's the alpha I, I, Keller Moore has got to figure out ways to move him around the formation. Um, you know, move him into the slot. I think that's where he's most effective. Uh, I think that's why re-signing Gallup was so important. And, and they signed Tolbert, the second-round kid. Uh, he's going to start start out wide as well. Um, I, I expect big things from CD. Man, he's just he's got to catch the ball. We had to be more creative in getting him the ball. Yeah. I mean, you know, the the other thing about CeeDee Lamb, and I, I got to throw it in here, not super involved in the red zone, man. I mean, s- five touchdowns rookie year, six last year. We got to find ways to get him ball inside of 20. Yeah, Zeke, man. Zeke and Amari last year. Oh, man. I know. I know. I mean, Kellen Moore likes to throw the ball, man. I mean, six best in the league last year, I think, in uh, total pass attempts. Um, and we threw the ball in the red yeah, zone. I mean, that. Uh, Again, 165 targets up for grabs next year. I know, I know. That's, and, that's a lot yeah. of targets. And and like yeah. you said, too, he's a pass-heavy offense. I don't see him coming down on the overall passing just because he's losing Amari Cooper. And I think in Jerry Jones and the coaching's eyes, is C.D. Lamb is just as good, if not better, than Amari Cooper. So I think he's going to fill in that 100-plus target role plus get uh, a few extra sprinkled on. I don't see – I think 130 targets is completely in the realm of possibility for him next year. Anybody with one functioning cornea can tell that he's more talented than Amari Cooper in terms of his explosiveness with the ball in his hands, especially. Mm. He's the future. Yep. Yeah. The future of the Dallas Cowboys. Um, number seven, Mike Evans. I made the mistake with Leonard Fournette. To, I was like, I'm not going to rank Leonard Fournette high. I don't want to jinx it. And then I just went to bed feeling bad about myself. Like, that's Leonard Fournette is a buccaneer. I need to not rank people wor- uh, just like I don't want to rank people better because they're a buccaneer. They don't deserve to be ranked worse for that same reason, and I won't do it. Mike Evans, I have the highest at six. Goni's got him the lowest at nine. Begley's got him in the middle at eight. Listen, fellas, that man is a walking, talking, thousand-yard receiver. He's done it every single year of his career. 
through Jameis Winston, through Fitzmagic, to Tom Brady. That man gets a 1,000 yards receiving somehow. If I were lining up under center, that man would get a 1,000 yards receiving, and I don't know how it would happen. Uh, it, listen, he's he, he had a career high in touchdowns last year. And like we mentioned in the quarterback rankings, we all believe Tom Brady is going to go pretty nuts next year. Yep. To the tune yeah. of a lot of Mike Evans' passes, he Mike Evans had 44 contested passes last year, which was uh, pretty pretty far up there. So Tom Brady doesn't he sees defenders on Mike Evans, and he knows he trusts Mike Evans to go up and get that ball. And most of the time, uh, he does. Uh, I love Mike Evans for another chalk him up for another thousand yard season. He uh, he kind of gets a bad rap for injuries, but the, he's actually played 16 games the past two years, which that's a full season two years ago and only missing one game last year. So yeah. he's he's not breaking down. Wayne, let me let me pose a question to you. 14 touchdowns last year, most of his career. Mm-hmm. With Gronk not being in Tampa at this time, do you think he can get to 20 touchdowns? Is there a chance? Let me uh, – 20 touchdowns is a tall ask. I don't know about 20 touchdowns, but what I do know is he only had 19 red zone targets last year. He had okay. 14 touchdowns on 19 red zone targets. Obviously, all of his touchdowns didn't come from the red zone, but if he's starting to be targeted more in the red zone – which he isn't currently, I don't see any way that he couldn't just easily duplicate 14 touchdowns again or possibly get to 15, 16, 20. It's hard for me to say anybody's going to get 20. I, I I don't know if Cooper Cup or Justin Jefferson or Jamar Chase are going to get 20. I mean, that's a, that's a guaranteed tutty a game with a few too tutty sprinkled in. I, I feel uncomfortable saying anybody's going to do that, honestly. Goni? Yeah, I mean, that would be a big ask to ask for 20 touchdowns. You guys have pretty much touched on everything. The man just gets it done. He's never finished worse than wide receiver two status his entire career. He's finished as the wide receiver, as a wide receiver one, four times in his eight years playing. His worst finish was the wide receiver 22 back in 2015. And with Tom Brady throwing the ball, you, you can take another wide receiver one season to the bank. Give me an offense that throws the ball more than anyone else. He's a lock for 1,000 yards and double-digit touchdowns. There's plenty of targets to go around, 700 targets to be exact, probably a little more, 5,000 yards, 40 touchdowns going around in that offense from the greatest quarterback of all time. That's an offense that I want pieces of, boys. Yeah. yeah. Goni, let me let me pose a question to you, man, as the Patriots homer. Is yeah. he the second-best receiver Tom Brady ever played with besides Randy Moss? Yeah. Yeah, you're right. That's easy. Easy call. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I had to think back on it, but absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Mike Evans is the is the best receiver in Buccaneers history. We've had a long and you know prolific storied history. Storied history. A lot of incredible names and incredible players, and it's just been an incredible franchise. Just from when they from the 1977 inception until now, just nothing but incredible, start to finish. Chalk with talent. If you if you if you take out about 40 years. All right. So for number eight, had a little bit of controversy on this one. Um, we have Keenan Allen at eight. I have him at nine. Begley has him at seven. 
Goni almost shoved this man to WR2 status, having him at 12. Couldn't uh, believe my eyes when I read it. I tell you what, Begley, you, you tell him why he's just dead wrong. I mean, listen, I, Goni must hate volume. I mean, he just must have a thing against it because Keenan Allen is a volume monster. Monster. Now, I, I mean, he has a higher target rate, a higher target share than Mike Williams. More routes run, higher snap share. He's targeted in the red zone more than Mike Williams. I, I just don't see any risk here. I mean, he's got a much higher floor than Mike. And I'm comparing him to that because, you know, that's who he's fighting for targets here. I mean, a pure volume guy. I mean, on average, the last five years was a uh, wider, was the number nine wide receiver. If you take out last year where we had to play with Tyrod at the beginning of the year, he's averaging out to finish about 7.75. Mr. Consistent. Uh, he's on the back end of his prime. I think he's got a few more years left. He's just an absolute mismatch in the slot. Goni? I mean, you, you sound like you're making an argument that I don't want him in the wide receiver one conversation here. It sure seems like it. I mean, you don't I mean, have, I have him in the WR1 in that receiving room, so. I do. I have him at the 12, actually. WR1 in that receiving room. Oh, in the receiving room. Yeah, no, I I think Mike Williams takes the leap. I, I'm kind of planting the flag on him this year. Listen, we it's won't. Just that, let's just, we'll stick to Keenan now. That, yeah, listen, yeah. But Mad Mob, spoiler alert, Mike Williams got buoyed into a WR1 because, uh, of, because of this guy. Because of Goni. So of this guy. go ahead and give us your Keenan Allen blurb. And, <laughs> go ahead. <sighs> Yeah, no. I mean, you already know what he is, man. He gets all the targets. He gets he's sure super consistent. He's he's great. It's just he's 30 years old. That, that usually begins the decline of a wide receiver. I think that, as you said, he's going to still have more productive seasons under his belt. I just think they're going to be less productive year after year starting this year, really. He plays in a phenomenal offense and Justin Herbert's going to throw the ball a million times. So, I mean, I don't have anything against Keenan Allen whatsoever. He's going to be great. He has a higher floor, but I just don't think he has as high of a ceiling as Mike Williams. Uh, to me, this is – Mike Williams is their downfield guy. I love Keenan Allen. Just, again, he's he's an absolute volume beast, 25% target share. Listen – he also ranks fifth in the league with uh, 60% contested pass catches. Fifth in the league. And that man still got hands, uh, straight bear claws. 60% of contested passes he catches. That's an insane number when you're in the NFL. And I think and part of that is due to Mike Williams. I mean, Mike Williams, you got to respect him. He's the deep ball threat. DBs are going to shade over there when it comes further down the field, and that helps Keenan Allen out more. And you got to trust, if you're Justin Herbert, you got to trust a guy that can go up in coverage and come down with that ball over half the time. That's I mean, why I have him higher. Um, that's why I have him at, honestly, the RB9, uh, higher than wide Mike receiver. Williams, the best. Yeah. Wide receiver, uh, yeah. wide receiver nine. What I, I mean, what I say? Did I say running back? RB nine. RB doing a little Debo action. Uh, you, know, uh, you know, I'm not splicing that out. It was a, it was a mistalk. I'm, I brain farted. RB nine. I said it. It's whatever. WR nine. 
<laughs> Sorry, man. Well, I, I can understand why you miss talk when you're hearing such outlandish things as wide receiver 12. Thank, thank you. Good cover. Good cover. <laughs> Good cover. He had more receptions last year than at any year in his career. He had second most touchdowns last year of any year in his career. Second most targets. Does that sound like a guy who's declining to you at age 29? Is there a big difference between 29 just, and 30? Just, just no, no, no. Just historically looking at the data, the decline starts in the year, the age 30 season. He's never been a big touchdown guy. Eight, eight touchdowns has been the ceiling for his career. I mean, he had six last year, eight the year before, six in 2019, six in 2018, six in 2017. He's he's a floor play. He's he's just volume and everything. Six touchdowns isn't isn't a whole lot. He finished as the wide receiver ten last year. He could easily slide back two spots. It's not outlandish. It's pretty outlandish. But it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. He slides two spots and it's outlandish. <laughs> Mad mob, get the 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 fire here. The pitchforks. I dislike him, man. I mean, like I said, I, I prefer for my wide receivers in Dynasty to get a lot of targets and a lot of catches. I, some people may want different things from their wide receivers, Mad Mom. I, yeah, I, no, here's the thing. It's not necessarily where he has Keenan Allen ranked. It's just that he's got Mike Williams better than Keenan Allen. That's just what mm-hmm. – that's, that's why we got our pitchforks out is we just don't understand where that came from. But let's uh, now, see. Much, I'm gonna try not to. What you what you got for us, Bex? I, I said I'm sorry to cut you off. I said he got him higher, but much higher. Yeah, much higher. Yep, you're right. Uh, I I kind of guys. Let's let's reel it in. Reel I'm it in. I'm dying to get to Mike Williams. Let's let's do our due diligence here. Give him the number nine and the number ten. Ten yeah, yins are gonna like ten. Let's give him number nine which is Tyreek Hill. I've got him the worst at 12. Goni's got him the best at 8. And Begley is right in the middle at 10. I've got him the furthest back um, at 12. Still a WR1. Goni's got him the highest at number 8. And Begley met us right in the middle at number 10. Goni, why you got him so high? I uh, have him so high because he's still an elite wide receiver with elite speed, man. He got traded to the Dolphins in the offseason. Now, too, has got him and Jalen Waddle as the deep threats there. He finished last year with the Chiefs phenomenally. He finished as the wide receiver six. I know he's coming to a new offense, but I expect him to have at least 23 to 25% of the target share there. They love to throw the ball. They had the eighth most pass attempts in the league. I expect that to stay the same, maybe grow a little bit just because of the weapons that they have. He was top 12 in total route wins last year. I expect that trend to continue. That's just him beating his man, plain and simple. They also made a big move to bring in Taron Armstead from the Saints to protect him, uh, which is huge for the offense. So I think we see a better two of this year, and Tyree continues to make plays. Yeah, here's here's my thing. He wins a lot of his routes against his man, but that doesn't really help when you've got DBs well aware of Tyreek's existence and always shading his way. So he only caught 20% of contested passes. So the man needs an accurate pass 
in it in his bread basket. Yes, he gets open most of the time, but he also ranked 31st in the league with 1.68 yards separation. So what that is, that, your yards of separation, uh, when it that's when the ball gets to you if it's a catchable pass. So 31st in the league with only 1.68 yards. And that's solely because he's phenomenal. Everybody knows he's great. He beats his man almost all the time, like you said. But they always got DBs back there to help with Tyreek because you have to. So my thing is he only caught 20% of contested passes. He ranked 31st in separation. Once the pass got to him, he needs a good pass. He's obviously downgrading a little bit from Patrick Mahomes to Tua. Tua's not – Tua, for some reason, got a bad name for bad rap. He's not terrible, but he's not Patrick Mahomes. So that's why I don't see him being a top-tier WR1. I still have him at 12. That is a WR1, uh, just the worst one. I just – I don't know with his lack of ability uh, with of catching contested balls – and his lack of ability to get separation solely because safeties are cheating his way, not because he can't beat his man. Because for the 10th time, Tyreek's going to beat whoever's lining up against him nine times out of 10. He's phenomenal. I just don't know how Tua's going to do with him in that offense, especially with Jalen Waddle and Mike Gusecki taking everything in the second level. Begley? Man, I, I want, did y'all struggle as hard as I did with Tyreek Hill? I really did. Kind of- Hard for me. It was hard for me to get him at eight. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. I mean, I, is that a little before or is that a little higher or lower than where you have Gabe Davis? <laughs> it's a little higher. Uh, <laughs> uh, barely. Barely. Uh, look, so, you know, I went back in, in 2017. I looked up his stats with Alex Smith and he had 1,100 yards, seven touchdowns. You know, it's wide receiver two, back end wide receiver one production. So he can get it done outside of Pat Mahomes. Mm-hmm. Um, I pulled up some kind of deeper stats because I really tried to understand what's going to happen here. So Tua ranked 30th in the league in deep ball attempts with just a hair over two per game. Uh, but Miami threw the ball. Uh, they were a top 10 throwing offense last year in terms of raw passing attempts. Uh, he was 30th in air yards. So what what that means is, you know, Waddle and Gusecki really worked underneath last year. I think Waddle had 10 deep targets all year, which was good for like 61st. Um, <clears throat> interestingly enough, though, Tua ranked second in the league against zone defense. Had an 80% completion percentage against zone, which is insane. 127.3 passer rating. Mm. And an 8.5 accuracy rating, which was third in the league. Mm. He tears up zone defenses, which makes sense, right? Because that's what he saw at Alabama. Teams in college that want to play Alabama man-to-man, they, they, they get roasted. Tyreek and Jalen Waddle kill man defense. So I, I think there is a path for Tyreek Hill here to continue what he's been doing with Mahomes. I also think there's a chance that, you know, he could be trash um, and just kind of fall out of fantasy What's- relevant. What's trash for Tyreek Hill though? I see trash for Tyreek Hill as a back end wide receiver too. So you're you're if you draft Tyreek Hill, you're starting him even if he absolutely hits his floor. He's a start every week player for you. He is, man. You know, in a draft, I, I'm taking Tyreek when I'm at that spot in the draft where I'm like, I can't keep, I can't let him get past me where I'm at. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? Yeah, you got to get the value for him. Yes, exactly. Okay. 
That's, Don't you agree that's with that? fair. Yeah, I mean, does the, the Terran Armstead signing do anything for you boys, though? I mean, I feel like that's kind of, uh, it's important. Terran Armstead's really well, yeah, good. Yeah, but uh, also they went out and got like 37 other running backs. So yeah, yeah, but they don't matter. They don't matter. They matter. Well, they matter. No, they really don't, dude. They, they, matter. they matter. They matter a little bit. Here's why they, they matter. matter a little. <laughs> they, they matter because they brought in like the 49ers coaching staff, right? Like almost top to bottom, man. It matters. I mean, they're going to try to establish more of a run game. Whichever running back is on the roster hits, right? Whether it's Mostert or Edmonds or Gaskin, I mean, they're going to run the ball more, sets up more play action shots, right? But what does that mean necessarily? You're talking about a team that was eighth in the league in pass attempts last year, being in the top 10 for pass attempts, and they were middle of the pack. They were 18th in passing yards, so that can come up. Being the top 10 passing team, uh, there's value to be had. There's value to be had. And I think the deep shots come because you are either you have to guard either Tyreek or Waddle when they're going deep. I don't think you can get them both. Well, I know, but right? Waddle doesn't run deep, man. Ten deep targets last year. He's average- he just didn't unleash him deep. He was he was a volume play all day. I yeah. agree with you 100%, bro. For sure that could be. His average route distance was only like six yards. He's fast, too. Yeah, yeah he's a burner. Mm-hmm. I, totally, I totally agree with you, man. Miami's just an interesting fantasy case this year, period. Yeah, yeah. yeah I agree. That's that's a beautiful statement. Tyreek, I, I, that's why I had him all the way as a, a 12. The worst WR1 is I just – I don't – he the door is there to be kicked in to blast him up into the top five. Yep. Eh. Six. My top five I'm pretty pretty solid in. To that six-ish area. Mm-hmm. But, man, he, he could drop to back in WR2 so yeah. fast with, on the Dolphins. I, I was glad I we didn't have a doink, man, because I, I didn't want to be in the middle, have to have to choose a side on this one. No, no, no. Uh, I mean, I don't. You're, I don't. I wouldn't want one on it. It's, it's a mystery box. I'm higher on the upside than either of you guys. And I mean, I agree with what you're saying on it 100. percent He could be absolutely terrible in this offense. It could just not work out. Um, but well, I mean, we'll see how it goes. Right. To, to give you something clear to go off of with this ranking, Mad Mob. Don't reach for him. Make sure you get the value for him, and you'll be happy with what you get. Just. Do not reach for Tyree Kill. Just get him where his value is good. Yep. All yep. right. Ten. This is a good one. Me, me, hey, me and Beggs <laughs> cracking knuckles, boy. We've been ready to we've been chomping at the bit to get it gobernaut here. We need De- some rock music right now, man. Debo Samuel. <laughs> uh, I was about I was about to start singing, but I'll I'll spare y'all. Debo Samuel at ten. I've got him at eight. Begley got a, has him at nine. Goni, that man ain't a WR1 in Goni's eyes. He's ranked 13. I see Begley. I I want to absolutely jump him right now and just like mute him and just talk and then let you talk and then just have him like around the horn style, just hitting the mute button, hitting the mute button, hitting the mute button, not letting him talk, just absolutely verbally just beat the crap out of this man. And yeah, just move on to number eleven where we want to jump you some more. And that's that's all I want to do with this, but I won't do it. So do we let him state his case first? 
Yeah, man, we'll save the best for last. Yeah, let's let him state his case first so the people can hear that, and then our beating that we give them afterwards will be what's freshest in their minds when we move from Debo. <laughs> Goni, why you got that man fine. ranked at 13? It has absolutely nothing to do with his talent. I'm sure everyone in the fantasy community has their feelings about him one way or another. You're either going to believe in him and see him for what he was last year, or you're going to probably fade him a little bit more. I'm more on the fade side. I mean, he he's not going to get the rushing work that he had last year. He, he might get some attempts, but there ain't no way he's putting up eight touchdowns on the ground this year. Not a single way at all. Nah, no, eh, nah. He's shrugging his shoulders at me and everything, and it's it's not going to happen. He hated the way that he was used last year in the running game. So I could see a few plays here and there, but not nearly as consistent. You're going from Jimmy G to Trey Lance. Jimmy G is an established passer in the league. Uh, he finished with you know the 12th most passing yards last year. I don't I don't think Trey Lance cracks that. I think Trey Lance's fantasy value comes from his legs. The Shanahan offense is is really good. I think the offense will be just fine. Debo is an elite talent. I, I'm not going to lie to you, Mad Mob. I was dogging Debo hard. I had him further down in my rankings, looked into the advanced metrics, brought him up. I almost made a doink bet with Beggs a couple weeks ago, and I'm kind of happy that he didn't want to take it. He was a little unconfident in him finishing as a wide receiver one Shame. to take the bet. Shame. But Looking at it now, I'm I'm really the one that is lucky he didn't do it. So just the combination of the the rush work and the transition to Trey Lance, I just that's why I can't put him in the wide receiver one. I think he's ball backs a little bit. I need a I need a Lannister behind me waving the shame bell. <laughs> uh Wayne, you go ahead, man, and, and I'll uh I'll wrap it up on this one. All right. Listen. I Debo, his rushing work is going to come down. I agree with you. But when you look at what he did receiving with over 1,400 yards on only 77 receptions, he got six touch. The man, the man got a passing touchdown last year. A passing touchdown. That's all, that's eight, four four eight, points. Eight cool. rushing tutties. I'm not saying, hey, hey the, he, he's a quarterback too. Uh, listen, Goni, what's the sound? Whatever the around the horn mute button is, I, that's oh, the gotcha. sound I want, and I, I need confused. it. I, I'm pushing it. I'm pushing it right now. Now's your time to take your beating. Perf, perf, perfect. All right, At 1,400 yards, over 1,400 yards on 77 receptions is v- extremely efficient. I agree with you. He's not going to have uh, 365 yards rushing again. He's not going to have eight rushing touchdowns. But that's why we're bringing him back a little bit. I mean, the man had 27.8% target share on an 81.4% snap share. I mean, the dude's going to be on the field, and the dude's going to be getting work, and the dude is hyper-efficient with the ball. A little, little stat here. Hey, whenever we're looking for our fantasy players, what do we want out of them? We want – let's, let's make it even more basic. We want points out of our players, no? Points. Last year, Debo Samuel led the NFL in point in fantasy points per target. Give me them targets. Them targets is spicy, boys and girls. And I want just put it in my veins. Put that Debo Samuel efficiency in my veins. I want them top ten. Begley, it, just, would you like to piggyback? 
Oh my gosh! Listen, man, I, I think Debo has the the highest ceiling of anybody in my top twelve. Um, first of all, have you heard the smoke? Could be a cowboy, twenty twenty two. You heard that, Wayne Goney? I did not. I haven't heard that. I mean, I expect the homer to to let the wishful thinking win through there. Uh, does okay? Just hypothetical. If he's a cowboy, does this value go up or down? Down. <laughs> Goni? Uh, I think his volume will probably his target share goes down for sure. I think that he will. I think it'll go up though. Just better offense. Better passing offense. Mm-hmm. So, <clears throat> when I was looking up Debo, man, similar to Cooper Cup, right? I was prepared to to totally fade him as a regression candidate. Mm-hmm. But once you really get to looking at the stats, man, they're, they're special. So, you know, Kittle and Ayuk played fourteen and seventeen games last year, right? Each. So these are these are numbers not born from injury, gone. Okay, these oh, yeah. <laughs> from a healthy off. <laughs> My two favorite Debo stats, if he took away all of his rushing work, which was only 60 carries, Gony, by the way, 60 carries, and I know he's asking for less rushing, 60 okay. carries. If you take away all of his rushing stats, he's wide receiver 10 last year. Mm-hmm. If you take away 60 What plays, about his passing touchdown? Oh, you know, I didn't do the numbers, but he might jump to nine. Okay. Eh? Okay. All right. <laughs> Onward. I- I don't know about you guys. I trust Shanahan, and I think at the um, opportunity cost of those rushing attempts, they'll find other ways to get him the ball, right? Jet sweeps, screen passes, things like that. My other favorite Debo stat, his juke rate last year was at 49.4%. That's higher than any running back in the NFL. He was better at, at evading tackles than any running back in the NFL last year. Going with the, you know what that means, man? You get him the rock and you let him work. Number two in yards after the catch. Number one in yards per reception. One in yards per target, as Wayne said. Four in yards per routes and two in juke rate. All right, these stats are independent of the quarterback. I don't care if it's Garoppolo. I don't care if it's Lance. I don't care if it's Jamarcus Russell back from the dead. You get him the ball and you just let him. You give him the ball, and you just let him eat. He gets his on his own. I think that right there is enough justification to have him in your top 12 with a super high ceiling. Goni? Man, I just don't know if he does it on a year-long scale. I also don't think he gets to 1,400 yards again, man. I'm I'm not talking about all those metrics, the juke rate. I mean, he's still going to evade his tackles when he does, but – I remember seeing a bunch of times last year where he got hit with the screen and he'd take it 60, 70 yards to the house. I mean, the guy had just quick math on it, probably 20 yards per catch, I'd say. That's going to be hard to maintain with so many big plays that he had last year that went for touchdowns, like 50 uh, 50 plus yard touchdowns and whatnot. So it's just the consistency, the offense, the quarterback, and the elimination of, well, maybe not the elimination, but the downgrade of rushing opportunities. That's all. Uh, I think I disagree with you there slightly in that it's a skill, right? I mean, those big runs, sure, he may not get a 45-yard run and a touchdown, but he has enough skill to consistently make it a 20-yard run, catch and run, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, to me, that's that's something that 
from a, a skill perspective, man, I think this guy is in the upper echelon of athletes in the NFL. He's built like a linebacker, man, 5'11", 215. No, I agree, but the difference between a 20-yard run and a 45-yard run for a touchdown is that's points, man. That, that's points that come off the board when you're you're talking about a fantasy finish. That's all. That's what does it for me. Mm. Man. God, man. He, he, he's quarterback-proof. That's why I love him. Quarterback-proof, hyper-athlete. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, with, with Trey Lance last year, I was surprised, right? He had three weeks with Trey Lance, 35, mm-hmm. 16, and 17. Right. Are you upset with that, Gomi? No. No, I'm happy. I'm very happy with that, dude. Give me Trey Lance. Give me Jimmy G, man. Let, it doesn't matter. Let's keep the smoke pillowing here. Oh we, yeah. We might set it up. We might set yeah, it on fire here. We've got the friction building. Oh boy. Hot take incoming. Smoke is building at eleven and it's all Goni's fault. We have Let's take Mad well, Brick. Mike will hang on. <laughs> okay. Well, a little bit Beckley's fault. We got Mike Williams at 11, which is exactly where Be- where Begley had him back in WR1. I got that man at 14 outside of WR1 um, in the in the upper two range. Goni's got this man at seven. He's got this man better than Tyreek, better than Mike Evans. Just... Can you say that again, Wayne, for the people in the back? Seven? Mike Williams at seven. Better than Keenan Allen, better than Mike Evans, better than Tyree Kill. He's got him all the way up there. Uh, I, you know, I'll, I'll I'll speak on it first. I'll let I'll let Goni state his case last and and leave the impression on the people here. Listen, the man had seventy six receptions on one hundred and twenty nine targets. He had nine tutties, twenty three red zone targets. It's it's respectable. Uh, the thing that's getting me with him is he's not the volume guy like Keenan Allen is. I, he's fourth in yards per reception among receivers with over 100 targets. Pretty solid. He, I mean, he's he's their deep ball guy. He just signed a contract. This man just got paid. paid. $60 million over three years, $40 million guaranteed. That man just got paid as the deep ball threat. Do you think he's going to be like, ah... Uh, you know, thanks for my money. I earned it. I got it. It's in the bank. Forty million of it. Appreciate you. Um, hey, do you mind if I start moving into the linebacker area of the field when you throw me the ball? No, that man's that man's not going to do anything to change his role as the number two. He's going to keep going up against the number two cornerback. He's going to keep flying out past him, big old linebackers. He ain't worried about them anymore. He's not. He he's okay not changing his role. He is the backup quarterback in Blue Mountain State, and he is okay with it. And he just got paid, and he's not going to do anything to make his role anything other than what it's been for years and years now. Begley, <clears throat> man, I had him at eleven. I, to me, it was a static case, right? I mean, he finished twelve last year. I, I don't think much changes with the Chargers. I, I think they have a little bit better year actually. So I moved him up a spot. I don't have any great metrics here. I didn't like it. I felt a little dirty having him there at 11. I don't know why. I'm a lot closer to you on this one, Wayne, than I am to Goni. Um, I agree with you, man. Uh, this guy's – I don't want to say he's a one-trick pony, man, but in his first four years in the league, he was awful. Awful. I mean, unplayable almost from a fantasy perspective. Um, had one big year. He uh, Does this continue? I I don't know, man. Donnie, I'll let you take it over. 
Oh, you're good. You're good. I know I'm planting the flag. I'm getting all the hate for it right now. Uh, he he signed that contract. That contract gave him top eight money in the league. He right now makes more money than Cooper Cup does. They're going to give him a featured role in the offense by paying him this money. I know you guys are thinking that he's just a deep ball threat. That's just, you know, he put his work in there. He put his work in there. He needs more targets. He had 130 last year. So it's not just like, you know, they're just chucking it up a whole bunch of times and then one or two of them land and then let's call it a fantasy day on it. He needs more targets. Um, When you target him, good things are going to happen. Every game last year that he was targeted at least nine times, which is six of them, he averaged 24.8 points a game. For some reason, after his hot start, he was only targeted an average of 6.7 times a game through weeks 6 to 17, so pretty much the whole rest of the season. But he put up games like 22, 22, 33, 36, and the ones that he was. He beats his guys. He finished fifth in the league in total route wins. He finished eighth in the league in red zone targets. He finished 12th in deep targets, and he had a 21% target share. So I'm kind of looking for him to... Eat, I don't want to say necessarily eat into Keenan Allen's like Keenan Allen is going to go hungry now, but I expect it to be a closer target share, maybe 23% a piece. Keenan Allen had 25% last year. He had 21% last year. They can both be 23. Maybe Mike Williams gets a little more. Like I said, I'm planting the flag on him. I think he's phenomenal. He got paid to be phenomenal. And he's in a great offense. There's going to be 650 passes to go around. Who's to say that he can't do it in this offense? That's he's just go ahead. go ahead. No, you go ahead. You go ahead. It just why wasn't he phenomenal his first four years in the league? Gone. I mean, he also was with an aging Philip Rivers and not a young budding Justin Herbert. I mean, Philip Rivers is a Hall of Famer, man. Philip Rivers is a Hall of Famer, but at the same time, Keenan Allen five years ago was in his absolute prime. He was 25, 26 years old, 27, you know, as as it goes on. Philip Rivers, I don't think, touched 5,000 yards before. I'd probably have to fact check that, but I don't think he did. And Keenan Allen was the favorite. Keenan Allen was the absolute favorite there. I, I just look for him to... I mean, I feel like he took the leap last year, but I expect him to build upon that even. Keenan Allen, as I said in the Keenan Allen uh, take that we had before, another thing, man, him being 30 years old, I think think this is the beginning of the decline in production also. He's in a great offense, so of course he's going to eat. I'm not saying by any means Keenan Allen falls off. Please do not take it that way. I just think Mike Williams is – it's Mike Williams here. Yeah, I mean – Goni is one of the most knowledgeable fantasy football people I've ever met, and I've uh, he's given me a lot of hot takes that have come to fruition. So I don't like to rake him over the coals over more hot takes. This is just one of those ones where it's just so far opposite of what I believe to be true, in that he's got Mike Williams above Keenan Allen. I've got Keenan Allen above him. He's got Mike Williams, you know, middle of the pack as a WR1, and I have Mike Williams outside, uh, not even a WR1. So, I mean, I I don't like to sit here and discredit everything. I just, 
if I were you, I'm not I'm not thrilled with him as my WR one at all. But if he's starting for your team outside of that WR one slot, in my opinion, you're you're doing good. I mean, your your team is solid so far. Because if he's not your WR one, if you're asking me, then you still got these guys that are on our list. And if you're asking Goni, you got a stud up there at WR one. So. You're not hating yourself if he's on your team in any capacity, honestly. Um, I think hey, Wayne, that's a good point, man. I feel like I've been going head to head with Gob today, man. And I mean, Gob's that dude, right? He's that fantasy dude. Uh, I, he's just wrong about a lot of things in this episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, it, uh, he deserves all the flack he's getting, hundred percent. It's just it's playing just, the flag. Well, here's I the know thing. it's a hot take. Hey, here's the thing, Mad Mob. We're raking him over the coals over these past few. Listen, ranks one through seven, we were, you know, we, right it just feels like that because eight, 10, and 11, we've just so, we've we've been on opposite ends of the spectrum with them, eight, 10, and 11. So, like the past 15 minutes, it felt like that. Um, what, what, what pick of his would you say you disagree with the most? Debo being outside of wide receiver one or Mike Williams being seven? Probably Mike Williams. Mike Williams being seven. In my opinion, that's yeah. way too high for him. It's 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 definitely a hot take. Like I said, I'm planting the flag. Um, if you his ADP right now, man, is the the five oh nine. They're they're saying he's the wide receiver twenty eight right now on sleeper. I know we have plenty of time before the season rolls around, but I it's a goni guarantee right now. Coin the phrase right now, a goni guarantee that that man finishes better than the wide receiver twenty eight at the end of the season. <sighs> Oh, you're really going out on a limb there. A Goni guarantee. I mean, yeah, no, I'm not saying that. I mean, I'm saying that he's going to finish in the top 12. That's fine. But for his ADP where it's at right now at the 509, he is an absolute target. Uh, a Goni guarantee to me is like you ever go to like uh, like a like a gift shop in a random store and like you put like 50 cents and a penny in and it like squishes the penny out with a design and then it gives you your penny back. Like, yeah, that's still a penny, but – you're not really paying. You're not paying anybody with that penny. That's a gunny guarantee to me. So, yeah. Mm, um, Michael Pitt. Yeah. Uh, forget your word. That's what I just said. Michael Pittman. I, I was complimenting him too much, and whenever I compliment Goni too much, I got to reel myself Probably back. Felt weird. Verbally slap him in the face a few times. Bring, <laughs> bring, bring the status quo back. Now here we are, our last WR1. I don't think we got any smoke, hot fire for you on this one. We were all pretty close. Um, all have him as a uh, – our, our number 12 WR1, we all have as a WR1, um, all within two ranks. It's Michael Pittman. Uh, I got him higher – junior. The junior. J. Michael Pittman, junior. It's not his father. Make sure it's junior. I have him at 10. Goni has him 11. Uh Begley at 12. Listen, I, I have him here. This is a rush-heavy offense. It is a run-first offense. Everybody knows that the Colts are going to run it, and everybody knew they were going to do that last year. They had Carson Wentz doing it last year. They have a more respectable Matt Ryan. Not much more respectable, but respectable nonetheless, uh, Matt Ryan. And in that rush-first offense, the man still amassed 129 targets. I mean, that's very solid. If he can, you know, turn more than 88, you know, into catches, he had, he was over a 1,000-yard receiver last year. 
and this was a run, 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 run offense. I still got over 1,000 yards receiving and six touchdowns. I feel like that can increase slightly with Matt Ryan, um, which slots him in nicely as a back-end WR1. And, again, he didn't miss a game last year. I mean, uh, the best the best stat about a, a fantasy receiver is availability. Uh, healthy, didn't miss a game. I feel like he does slightly better in the receiving game with with Matt Ryan there, but obviously it's the Colts and they're still a rush first defense or rush first offense. Yeah, man. I mean, I I agree with you. I think that's what it limits his potential. All right, his fancy player is just in the offense. He's going from an accurate quarterback, an inaccurate quarterback. I mean, to an accurate one, right? I mean, 29th in the league was Carson Wentz. Fourth was Matt Ryan. Uh, it, it, that matters. Uh, Michael Pittman doesn't come off the field, man. I mean, he's in, I think it was 90% of the, of the snaps or something similar to that. Uh, his advanced metrics are, are very solid, big target. And I'm not comparing him to Julio or, or Calvin Ridley, but Matt Ryan, when he has an ex receiver like Roddy White, Julio and Calvin Ridley, he throws on the ball a lot. Uh, I expect that from him. I just, I've got him at 12 cause it's still a, a run first offense, no matter yeah. how much Greg wants to say it's not. Or it's going to change, Tony. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're we're all right here. There's we're not really going to get into it with each other over one or two spots worth of difference. I mean, you guys pretty much touched on everything. Um, what really changed though? There, they they brought in Matt Ryan. He's taken over for Carson Wentz, like you said. Pittman enjoyed a breakout season last year. He finished as the wide receiver seventeen with Carson Wentz. So. It looks good. He had a 25% target share last year. And this year he's fighting with guys like Paris Campbell, Kiki Kati, and Ashton Doolin. Are any of those guys taking targets from this man? Man, I love that country twang that got on Ashlyn Doolin. Ashton Doolin. I mean, you got to say it like that. Ashton Doolin. It kind of froze. I mean, he, he had the third most total route wins in the league last year, and he had the fourth best win rate among wide receivers. I, I like him to finish as a wide receiver one. Yeah, yeah, uh, by far. Uh, all right, so those are our 12. Uh, those are our, our WR1s. Uh, a quick recap before we get into questions, Q&As. All right, starting at number one, we've got Cooper Cup, Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, Devontae Adams, Stephon Diggs, C.D. Lamb, Mike Evans, Keenan Allen, Tyreek Hill, Debo Samuel, Mike Williams, and Michael Pittman. Those are your WR1's consensus from the Mad Fantasy Podcast. Boys, let's do some questions. We've got two from Facebook. Goni's our Facebook man. And we have two from Reddit, uh, from Begley, our Reddit guy. We will tackle the two Facebook ones first. It looks like we got two from the same guy. Is that right, Goni? G.I. Jim? That is correct. We gave him two. G.I. Jim getting the old double whammy. First one, will David Bell be a WR3 this year? And what is his path to becoming a WR2? Uh, mm. we'll, we'll let the Facebook man tackle this one first. I mean, he saw this question and deemed it good enough to make it to the podcast. So, so what's going on with, uh, Senor Bell? 
I mean, I think G.I. Jim was taking a dart throw here on David Bell. You're looking at him coming into the offense. I know Deshaun Watson is very appealing at quarterback. A wide receiver three this year, I mean, I can't really see that. You never know. A breakout could come. They have Amari Cooper there. He's obviously the one. Donovan Peoples-Jones is the two. He's not really super exciting. And then you have Jakeem Grant, who's never been exciting. So, I mean, if you – he's a big target. He's, I believe, six foot – or six foot one, two twelve. Um, maybe if you put him in the slot, he ran a he ran a four five forty, I believe. So he's not he's not really fast. He's not going to be a burner on the outside for you. He's going to have to be very touchdown dependent, I believe. That's probably what you're going to like to see out of him this year. And it's just hard for me to put him at a wide receiver three, even in the offense. Deshaun's going to miss six games probably with a suspension anyways. He's going to miss some time. They haven't come out and said it yet, but I don't see it in the cards for a wide receiver three. His path to becoming a wide receiver two in the future is he ends up blowing up and Amari Cooper is done and out of there probably, and he becomes the featured wide receiver. Yeah. Yeah, man. I, <clears throat> I uh, you know, his athletics – especially his combine measurements, they're, they're not elite. I don't think this guy's an elite athlete. Um, I actually had, had seen something that compared him just athletically and play style to Anquan Bolden, which I think is actually a pretty good, compar- pretty good comparison. I don't think wide receiver three is in the cards, man. I think this guy's a stash. Uh, he's a taxi squad play this year. You see how the Browns offense shakes out. I mean, you know what Stefanski wants to do, man. He wants to run, run the ball. And uh, work off play action, I can't get there, man. On a wide receiver three, I, I think, I think Donovan Peoples Jones may, may have to miss some time. I, just, I, I don't know. I think a lot of things have to go right. A lot of things, yeah, yeah. I, it for him, he's not even a WR three on the Browns right now. Um, so if if that's what if you're talking from just a straight fantasy top. 36 receiver in the entire league. Uh, I don't think he's he sniffs that this year, uh, especially for two. I mean, his path in a dynasty, maybe if Amari Cooper broke both his legs and used the shattered bones to stab Donovan Peoples-Jones in the shins, <laughs> maybe later on it's possible but while taking peds yeah while everybody's just <laughs> popping peds i i just i don't see it like goni said i mean he's not overly athletic he is he's a pure dart throw and, and a finger cross you know cuz you have players that aren't overly athletic that are successful just cuz they got hands um so you, you just never know just stash them hey it don't it don't cost you anything to toss them on the taxi for a year uh, just, just stash them. Just see. Um, but right now, I, when it comes time to to drop that that bench player to move taxi squad players over, I I don't see him sliding into your bench. Honestly, it's just I don't I don't see a lot of um, upside to David Bell personally. But let's get to your next question. Um, might have some better news for you here, GI Jim. I think we do. Um, can Curtis Samuel and Robbie Anderson return to WR3 flex value, or is it time to trade them? Uh, Begley, you want to start with this one? <clears throat> yeah, I'm going to start with Curtis Samuel. 
I'm I'm not a big fan of Curtis Samuel. I actually had him in a in a league and and tried to offload him and, and couldn't. Um, I, you know, he had the injury last year. It's a crowded receiver room in uh, in Washington as they're trying to really draft a lot of skill players. I mean, they picked up Jahan Dotson this year uh, with quite a bit of draft capital. You still got Terry. You got Diami Brown who they drafted last year. Uh, you know, he's a gadget guy. You put a lot of faith in Ron Rivera to get him uh, into the offense in creative ways. Um, I, I just don't see Carson Wentz being able to to get this guy to wide receiver two. Is that what you said, Wayne? Wide receiver two? Three. Flex play. Three? Yep. I, I don't see it, man. Not with uh, not with the way the offense currently runs. I mean, you got McKissick and, and Robinson, and, and you got Gibson. I don't think he takes any of their work in the backfield like he did in Carolina. It's got just it's kind of a weird fit in Washington for me. I don't see it. It's a lot of mouths on a not so high powered offense. I was going to say a lot of mediocre mouths to feed. Yeah, I just I, I'm the same. I mean, you're he's young. He's only 25. Mm-hmm. So I mean, it's possible that he could do something, but I don't have a lot of faith in it. You're kind of banking on Ron Rivera, kind of his love from the Carolina days to hopefully sift back over here to Washington. I I don't like banking on that, especially, like Begley said, with all the different talent that they have there. I don't I just, I just don't see Curtis Samuel ever popping back into fantasy relevance personally. Goni? Uh, I mean, on these, personally, Curtis Samuel and Robbie Anderson both are going to be – they'd be holds for me. I mean, you're going to – if you were trying to trade them, you're not going to get anything. You're going to get below market value – um, they've both, you know, looked good in the past, but injuries and just poor play has definitely knocked the volume down. I could see Robbie Anderson, uh, returning to the wide receiver or flex value in the future. He, he finished as, as the wide receiver 19, just two years ago on 136 targets. He's still going to be the number two on the team for the Panthers and, Really, and it's probably going to be weird to say this, as long as CMC stays healthy, that entire offense just runs better. It just runs better completely. Sam Darnold plays so much better, and that bodes well for him. I think he could be the better of the two and actually get you to wide receiver three status. Curtis Samuel, like they mentioned, he's too gadgety. There's mediocre mouths to feed there, and I'm I'm just not a fan. Yeah, Robbie Anderson, he's the good news in this. He mm-hmm. definitely has the ability to get back to a flex play. I don't yep. don't sell him. Like if you just want to get rid of him, you're you're not going to get your money's worth with him this year. I, I the man got 110 targets last year. The issue is he only caught 53 of them. Yeah. If he can figure out a way to maybe I don't know catch more than 50 percent of the balls thrown his way, which is pretty standard for an NFL wide receiver, then his value is going to go up drastically 110 targets and like goni said when cmc's on that field everybody's better and the same yep. goes for roby anderson i just it's 110 targets is not to be sniffed at he has got no. to figure out a way to catch most to catch you know 70 percent of those and then you're looking at a, a clear flex play week after week honestly i he's he's the He's the the silver lining of the Curtis Samuel Robbie Anderson debacle. Is there is a clear path to flex play status for Curtis or for Robbie 
uh, Anderson. And I think, and this is my opinion, I think he gets there this year. Yeah. I, I, I think, A, it's important to know that they brought Cam Newton from the local YMCA to play NFL quarterback last year. Ouch. Um, Ouch. That definitely has to contribute toward the completion percentage, right? But he signed a two-year, $30 million contract, man. Uh, you know, and I agree with what Goni said earlier. You don't pay somebody that kind of money and not get them involved. Wide receiver three, stamp it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just, just hold them right now and, and wait for the value hold. to increase. Hold, hold the door. Hold, hold the door. Yeah. That, so, GI Jim, you, you, you're looking good with Robbie Anderson this year. Curtis Samuel, not so much, but hang on to him. All right. On to Reddit. We have a question from Apollo Kid. It's a trade question. Zeke and a 23-second for A.J. Dillon. God, it's tough, man. And a 23-second. You know, I think when you answer these questions, I wish we had more information. But if you're going all in on winning a championship this year, right, you do it. But oh, you, ooh, you do it. I'm on the other end of that. Yeah, I, a vacuum though. But I will have, let me say this: in a vacuum, okay, not knowing any information like we have here, I'm taking AJ Dillon. Yeah, but I think if you're pushing for a championship this year, and you're getting out of the league, you're not paying your dues next year. <laughs> done with it. Give me. Give me Zeke this year. I think he's got one more year left in the tank. Okay, yeah, there you go. Land championship, but in a vacuum, AJ Dillon, and it's not really that close for me. Yeah, I mean, I'm uh, in a vacuum as well. I probably probably take AJ Dillon on that. If you're a top four team, if you're a top four team, I'm going to hang on to Zeke and my pick, and I'm going to try and compete for that championship that's that's what, why we play the game you want the championship if you are any worse than the top four teams I, i'm gonna go ahead and get the younger running back and the the potential workhorse in the next couple of years and i'll be fine with that i'll be very happy yeah I, there's nothing i can say that they haven't already said aj Dillon's your long-term play in a dynasty uh keeping zeke in that 23 second um is your you're in win now mode because Zeke's value after this year, I think Zeke does very well this year. After this year, his value's dropping. Uh, I think A.J. Dillon does okay this year. But after this year, I think his value increases. It's as simple as that. If you're winning now, don't do that trade. If you're rebuilding, snag A.J. Dillon. All right. Our next question is from SDS Boy. He is in a 12-team PPR Superflex. 12-team PPR Superflex to trade. Team A gets Jamar Chase, Justin Fields, and a 2024 first-rounder. All right, Jamar Chase, Justin Fields, 2024 first-rounder. B gets Josh Allen and Corden Sutton. Mm. Mm. Beggs, who, who are you? A, Jamar Chase, Justin Fields, 24 first-rounder. B, Josh Allen, Corden Sutton. <laughs> I'm, I'm taking the Josh Allen side. Um, I, I have a burning hatred for, for for Justin Fields. I don't know why. I, for some reason, I caught a lot of Bears games last year, and I saw how pathetic he was with my own eyes, and I just I can't get over that. Um, 
Josh Allen, you said a super flex. You're just talking about the best player in the league uh, here. Uh, I, I think Jamar Chase and Fields are, are are probably there in terms of equal value. I like Cortland Sutton a lot, though. Man, I think he's got some really nice potential with Russ in town. I don't know that I would trade him for a 2024 first, to be quite honest with you. Um, it's a little too far out. I, I'm taking the Allen side. It's close, man. It's close. It's it's really close for me. Coney? I wish I knew the overall roster construction of the guy that's trying to make this trade, SDS boy. In a vacuum, though, Superflex, PPR, I'm going to have to go with Josh Allen and Cortland Sutton also. Just having the best quarterback in the league and a super flex is very appealing. You know what Josh Allen's going to get for you. I'm very high on Cortland Sutton this year. I think he's going to be the best wide receiver on his team. And Russell Wilson can support two top 15 wide receivers, regardless of how you have him and Judy mixed up. Justin Fields, I mean, you got to like the upside for him with his his ability, his rushing ability. I know Beggs absolutely hates this man, absolutely hates him. I love Jamar Chase. Wayne loves Jamar Chase. We all know that. We talked it up. It's just in a super flex, having that quarterback and a wide receiver with the upside that I believe Cortland Sutton, Sutton's going to have, um, I'm going to go with that side. Yeah, I'm I'm with you. It's a super flex. It's a super flex that's getting me. Like if it was just a regular, then I'm sticking with Jamar Chase. Uh Josh Allen and Cortland Sutton aren't a King's ransom for me. But this is a super flex. Quarterbacks are hard to come by. And when you have the best one that can fall into your lap, on top of that, a top twenty receiver next year. And this is this is whether you're rebuilding or not. I mean I think you win this either way. Team B does. Wait, Team A is receiving Josh Allen. Um, You're getting the best quarterback, which, again, is immensely important in a super flex. And Cortland Sutton, Melvin Gordon's not going to be there next year. Javante Williams is going to take on the primary role. I feel like they're going to tone back overall rushing next year because there's only going to be one primary back. And like Goni said, Russell Wilson is, can easily support two great receivers in Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy. In a super flex, you got to take the best quarterback and a top give, – give me a top 20 receiver and the best quarterback in a super flex over a top five receiver and a garbage. Unknown. A garbage – quarterback and then a 24 first I mean uh, you don't know what that's going to get you I mean that's a that's a dart throw it especially not knowing what that pick is going to be it might be the 10th 11th pick and then it's even more of a dart throw so just give me Josh Allen in that super flex give me Corlin Sutton take the hit take the hit at at receiver because the gap and what you're getting going from Justin Fields to Josh Allen is going to more than cover the gap that you're losing going from Jamar Chase to Cortland Sutton because the age difference for both of them, they're all young. Everybody involved is young. Um, it, it works longevity-wise. Josh Allen, Cortland Sutton, get them on your team, uh, and you're good to go. I've got, uh, gentlemen, I've got one more trade that's hot off the presses. Mm. Ooh. 
Um, would you trade Jamar Chase for three first and Debo Samuel? What are the first rounders? Are they all this year? Are they all 24? No. Are they spread out? 23, 24, 25? Mm-hmm. Spread out. What's the 23 pick? Just the first round, unknown. What's the 22 pick? The 1.12. Ah. Uh, I do not consider that a king's ransom. Therefore, <laughs> I am access denied. <laughs> okay. All right. Hot off the presses. Beggs just tried to sneak in uh, a little play for Jamar Chase from our, our dynasty team yeah, here. Yeah, he really did hot off the presses. My that He literally – I'm surprised I didn't get a notification from the app that he was requesting that trade. He was three, probably, uh, he was, he was, it, Mad Mob, he was trying to catch a slip in. Team Jamar Chase. And wide receiver, wide receiver 10? Uh, team Jamar Chase. Team Jamar Chase. All right. All right. You know what would look really good behind us, Goni? What's that? Right on the wall. One right there and one right there. Uh, right there is where I'd put my Jamar Chase jersey, and right there is mm. where I'd put my Austin Eckler jersey. If yes. either of you listen and you want to make that happen, we'd really love Begley just to stare at those jerseys because those are what really just put them in the dirt all last year while we just galloped galloped off into the distance to that fantasy championship. Where are you going to put your DJ Moore jersey? I keep it I keep it right here. Mm. Right in my Don't heart. even put your uh, your Gabe Davis truck decal. When are you going to put that on? Well, I don't have a truck, but I have a bumper sticker on the way. So, uh oh, when he gets into the top 25 this year, plant the flag, hot take. Wow. Top 25 Gabe Davis draft him. Dude, I think I have him um, at 25. I think I have What's him ranked that? at 25. I also have him ranked at 25. When we get there, when we get there, I know, no, 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 I know no. Beggs hates him. He no, no, sleeps no. on Dave Davis' bed sheets. I'm convinced. <laughs> I don't have him at don't 25. I don't have him at 25. Close, though. I won't have him in my top 40. We won't see his name on the podcast. So, sorry. I man. think that's out of pure hatred. Would you like to do a doink bet? The difference Ooh. between 25 and 40? Hey, you uh-huh. done goofed me, boy. Yeah, you opened the door for me right there. Oh uh, yeah, I don't have him at forty. I honestly I, I think I uh I, I need to look at my rankings again, but I think twenty six, right? No, I think he was pushing closer to thirty. Okay. Good save. Mad Mob, yeah, I, we are doing uh, the same thing we did for the running backs. Um we are gonna come at you middle of the week with the wide receiver two rankings. Uh gonna hit you with two bike to bike. Applause, bike to bike. Wednesday is what we're going to shoot for for that one. Um, and you know what we're, we're – it's in the works. We were thinking about tossing another little 30, 40-minute episode at y'all a week um, where we just uh, take all these questions from Facebook and Reddit and all that. Um, there's a lot of them, and it's – it's one of our favorite things to do. I look forward to answering these questions. Um, so we think we're, we might just toss in just a little salt bay, another episode during the weeks at some point, um, make it a normal thing to do some Q and A's episodes, like just solely Q and A's. We all think about that. 
I love it, I man. Love it. Shout I love out the scenarios. Yeah, shout out to GI Jim, man. Thanks for thanks for the love, man. We're happy to help answer your request. Yeah, we appreciate it, all you guys. Yep, it's awesome. Uh, Twitter at Mad FF Podcast. DM us your questions. Tweet it at us. YouTube Mad Fantasy Football Podcast. Leave a comment. Um, questions there. Email us your questions. Mad FF Podcast at Gmail dot com we are on every major uh, streaming service we are in apple samsung spotify uh we're everywhere we are everywhere find us mad mob we're out boys, Later, boys. Nice.